from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. We have a great show for you today, and we are starting something new on Wednesdays. We're going to try to have crossovers as often as we can throughout this season. Today, we have a good one. We're going to talk Chargers. Chris got to sit down, and we're going to go through that here in a little bit, but I, I just need to give you a little bit of news before we get going. Uh, we have talked about ad nauseum this offensive line really since the end of 2017. And unfortunately, there's still changes going on. What they did is announce uh, a depth chart change. And what that is moving Andrew Wiley, who played left tackle some in camp, uh, but also got notably the reps when LDT was out at right guard. Uh, Wiley's going to play left guard this week. Uh, he is number one on the depth chart at that position. So as of now, without an official announcement, it looks like Andrew Wiley is starting for this team against the Chargers. And the guy who's been running there through all preseason is Cam Irving. And he is now listed as the swing tackle, the backup tackle at both positions. Uh, definitely like him. They like him so much they gave him a contract extension today too, making him one of the highest paid swing tackles in the league, according to Rez Paler. And this is this is fine. I think he's athletic. I think it's probably going to have to be bared out whether he earns that contract or not. We'll see. But the big problem is is that this left guard was a position that that Irving played all preseason. Before that, he he was at center during OTAs while Morse was out. But you had continuity. You had a guy between Morse and, and Fisher that was there every day, all of preseason. And now you just move him out to the side and you put Wiley in there, who played well, I'll give him that. When he was with the ones, he was on the opposite side, though. It was communicating with uh, Morse and Schwartz, and that's a different thing. Eric Fisher needs to know he can trust the guy to his right, and this is something we've seen with Fisher over the years. So it's a little bit concerning that they make this move in week one after Irving's been the left guard all through camp. So it's something to definitely keep an eye on. Uh, but they like him. He's staying around. They think he can play tackle still. I still think his best spot is guard, but that's me. Uh, anyway, that's the big news of what happened on Tuesday. And now Chris is going to talk with David Drogermeyer, the host of Locked On Chargers. I am Chris Clark, and I have David Drogermeyer with us. With me today, David, welcome, and uh, how exciting is it to know that we have actual football to talk about? Oh, man. Uh, I've been waiting for this for the past, like, seven or eight months, man. Uh, you know, it's really good to have actual football. I mean, hey, the preseason's a nice, you know, primer. You know, you get to see what your team's going to look like, but this is, you know, when it matters. This is when it counts, and uh, I don't think it's any more important than starting in division. Well, yeah, and you look at what Kansas City is going to have – uh, going to Sandy or going to Los Angeles. I apologize. I'm still not used to that. Um, even though it's been a year, Neither yeah, are we. I can imagine even though it's been a year, I'm not used to it. So let's go ahead and get down to it. Uh, big news breaking for you. You guys re-signed Antonio Gates. Our incumbent first string tight end Hunter Henry tore his ACL really early in uh, organized uh, off season workouts and was placed on the pup list. And so there's an obvious void there at tight end. And so the Chargers just did the natural thing and uh, waited until after training camp had concluded and they brought back a first ballot future Hall of Famer in the form of Antonio Gates. Well, and that really gives Philip Rivers a security blanket that he's had for most of his career. Uh, and that's going to be a good thing for them. Their offense looks like – the Chargers' offense always looks like it could be very good. The question is, can they stay healthy? Uh, and unfortunately, that's usually the question for most of for both offensive and defensive side of the ball for the Chargers. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a bug that's been just over this team for years, man. And it sucks because if it's not one injury, it's a, a fluke win. It's The Chargers have had the worst luck the last five or six years, and I don't know how much that can be con- attributed to coaching. But injuries, yeah, they've been a, a bad, bad omen for this team. They just have happened way too often and to just really key spots. Thankfully, Phillip Rivers has never went down with a major injury, but we have had you know guys like Keenan Allen go out, Jason Verrett, who just can't stay healthy. You know, big guys that we expected to be big contributors uh, lost for the year. So uh, Hunter Henry's another blow, but I think they're just going to make up with that with the the tied, uh, excuse me, the wide receiver talent that is on the roster. They got a lot of big guys, and uh, Mike Williams, I think, is going to benefit greatly because of it. Well, and you're a braver man than me talking about your QB going down and, and not really being able to worry about it and not being um, superstitious at saying it might make it happen. Uh, but Rivers has been very healthy his entire career, so that's a good thing for him. Uh, tell me a little bit about your team going into this season. What is the thought process of the of the Los Angeles fans right now? So I think they're optimistic. I mean, coming off of a, a season where they won nine of the last 12 games, really was firing on all cylinders. I, I firmly believe that they were a team that nobody wanted to see in the playoffs, uh, but they just couldn't get over a, a bad 0-4 start. Uh, so I think a lot of fans are very excited for this team and they have very high expectations. But with, when you look at the talent on both sides of the ball at the skill positions, you know, your receivers, your running backs, your, you know, your bat, your secondary on defense, your, your bookend, your pass rushers. I mean, this team's got a lot of talent. So I think the expectation is for the chargers to go to the playoffs this year and anything less would be a, a disappointment. Well, let me ask you, you talk about uh, the 0-4 start last season, and I believe they started slow the year before that as well. What is it that is causing them to have slow starts? That's a great question, man. Uh, And honestly, I don't know. I really can't put my finger on it. It just seems like the Chargers find the just most insane ways to lose, especially early early in the year. Now, the last couple of years, I think, you know, they've had a lot hanging over their head, you know, are we going to move to Los Angeles? Are we not? You know, they have a new head coach coming in. Uh, so there's been a lot of unknowns. And, you know, hey, again, I understand you got to step in between the lines and, and still go play the games. But you can't tell me that wasn't a distraction. So I think that has to be part of it. I think coaching is another, another part of it. Uh, but this team just needs to stop the stupid mistakes. I think on several occasions they've had a win probability of plus 95% and still found a way to lose. So it just, it's insane to me. And I can't expect that type of play to continue moving forward because it's just very low percentage of the time that these things happen. But again, the Chargers got to go out there and play better football. Well, and when you talk about them playing better football, what side of the ball do you have concerns with? I mean, offensively, it looks like you have several weapons, uh, at least from a, wide receiver standpoint you have Philip Rivers who I think has maybe lost a little bit of his arm strength but still looks to have a plenty of a big arm and able to get the ball around the field so what side of the ball do you do you think it's offensive or defensive that you worry about more so the Chargers last year were the worst against the run 
in the entire NFL. They were ranked dead last, giving up over 4.7 yards per carry, and that is just completely unacceptable. Uh, so the interior of the defensive line and the run defense is the biggest thing that I'm worried about. Uh, other than that, their pass defense is incredible. I mean, it's going to be really difficult for some of these teams to move the ball through through the air because they just have several playmakers. Casey Hayward, Trevor Williams, Desmond King in the slot, Derwin James, the the, the rookie first-rounder this year, Achenna Wosu, who looks to be stout against the run and provide extra pass rush. So, I mean, that part of, of the team is figured out. If they can figure out the run defense and learn how to just – stop the run, uh, then they're going to be a very scary team. I don't have very many concerns on the offensive side. Other than that, I would hope them that they would just run the ball a little more efficiently, uh, which I think they will do with the additions of Mike Pouncey and Forrest Lamp returning from injury on the offensive line. But the run defense is obviously the weakest part of this team and something Charger fans should be very worried about going into the season. You know, ever since we started this podcast, people have been asking for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, we don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why we always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust us, guys. They are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy, easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. We'd only recommend a service that's been good to us, and that's why we're urging you to take a look at MyBookie. You win, they pay. They have live in-game betting and the most rewarding player perks in the business and free fantasy guys out there. You can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score in each game. Join now. MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code Locked On to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie. And don't forget to use the promo code locked on when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, now that we've gotten into my team, I'm interested to get into the Chiefs. So the Chiefs brought in a couple of big acquisitions on the offensive side of the ball. How do you guys feel about that, namely Sammy Watkins? Right now, not great. Uh, he did not look good in the preseason. Uh, but I will say he is – in a very tough position because he's coming into an offense that is known to be extremely complex. Uh, and it has taken uh, multiple wide receivers a very long time to learn the offense uh, and to be successful. And it's uh, Tyree Kill didn't do great his first year. They limited what they were doing with him. And you saw him come about really his second year. Um, so to me, I think that Watkins may have a little bit of a slower start, but I do think you, the, there are going to be wrinkles that they're going to be able to throw in for him specifically, or he'll be very effective. I hope so, man, because you gave that guy a lot of money. And for me, I don't think he has done a lot from where he was picked in the draft. I just think that he has a lot of work to do to earn the money that you guys gave him. No, and he certainly does have a lot of work to do. I will say this. I don't think he's had an offensive coordinator, the same offensive coordinator, more than one year in a row, or going from one year to the next. I think his offensive coordinator has changed every single year. And, you know, you saw Alex Smith have a really big struggling time in San Francisco, and then when he got to Kansas City, he thrived a little bit because of the continuity that he had with Reed. So 
I do think that there is something in that uh, if you can be in the same offense and be in the same type of situation year in and year out, it's really going to help players develop. And we have to remember the guy's only 24 right now, so he's still young. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, speaking of young guys, you guys have a rookie quarterback. Well, not rookie, uh, a second-year quarterback in Patrick Mahomes that is taking over the reins from the traded Alex Smith. How are you guys feeling? How has he looked in the preseason? What is just the outlook on Patrick Mahomes going into the 2018 season? It really depends on who you ask. Uh, I do think that um, his ceiling probably this year is having the year like what Alex did last year. Uh, and that would be a very high ceiling. I don't expect him to hit that, but I think that's about where he would max out this year. Uh, I do think he has an opportunity to play very well, but I expect that he's probably going to turn the ball over if not twice, if not one and a half times as much as Alex did last year, maybe twice as much as, la- as last year. So maybe in the range of uh, 10 to 12, 10 to 13 interceptions. Uh, I just think that's going to be reality. The biggest difference with Mahomes is the throws that he can make that Alex Smith never could have even thought to try. Uh, and a great example of that was a 70 yards in the air throw to Tyree Kill against the Falcons in the preseason. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, it's preseason, but there's not many quarterbacks in the NFL that could ever make that throw. Yeah, that's a scary uh, sight to see, especially from a, a division opponent. Uh, that guy's got a well, crazy arm. Well, and the craziest thing to me is that wasn't even his best pass that night. That that may have been his second or third best pass that night. Uh, he had a pass to Travis Kelsey on a, I think it was an out route, and basically just hit him in stride on the numbers on a 15-yard breaking out route. And Kelsey was turning around for the ball, and the ball was basically three feet from him in his hands. Uh, you know, timing is everything in this league, and corners are going to have a hard time covering Travis Kelsey on those types of routes. So if he can make those types of throws on a regular basis, it's going to be very hard for teams to stop Kansas City's offense. So just wrapping up the offense as a whole, how has everyone else looked? You know, how is Kareem Hunt? Uh, Tyree, Tyree Kill obviously has the speed, Travis Kelsey, just an offensive line. I mean, how are you feeling about that going into the season and going into this game on Sunday? I'm not feeling great about the offensive line, and mainly because they haven't had a chance to really get uh, to a point where I think they've gelled. Um, they've had injuries. Uh, LDT, their right guard, was out with a concussion and was not able to play. They've been shuffling the line at left guard to see – uh, who could play there. So I don't think that they've had the continuity that I would like to see from an offensive line because in all honesty, they really need those snaps. They need to learn how to play next to each other. And some of them have played next to each other for a while. So it won't be as big of a deal, but especially on the left side with Fisher, if you're always got a rotating door at left guard, it kind of leaves him out to dry because he can't get used to playing with somebody and get on the same page with them. And that is a lot, a large part of playing offensive line. Uh, you know, Kareem Hunt, I think, is going to be fine. I do think that Spencer Ware and Damian Williams are going to add something in the running back uh, as running backs in this offense. And Tyree Kill is is going to be trouble for defenses this year, even more so than last year. And I think a lot of that is because, you know, you talk about what they gave Sammy Watkins, which was $16 million a year. But part of it, and, I, and I've said this before as well, I'm not so worried if he gets 1,000 yards. Yes, I'd love that. But if he's making it to where they have to single cover Hill or single 
cover Travis Kelsey, he's doing his job. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great point. Uh, really? I, I definitely uh, think that you want to get Tyreek Hill's speed out there against uh, only one guy. Uh, I think that's probably ideal, and I, I think anybody with some eyes can see that. He's got world-class speed, and he makes things happen. Uh, so just re- on the defensive side of the ball, this is where I and I think most Charger fans are most interested in. Uh, and just how are you feeling in general? Do I really have to answer that question? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Uh, you know, honestly, I think the run defense is going to be a lot better. Um, I am worried about their defense. I'm not necessarily worried about the run defense against the Chargers because, no offense, but I haven't seen anything from the Chargers rushing offense that's been that great in the past several seasons. Um, now, I will say the first couple of weeks, I think uh, Hitchens and Ragland are still coming back in form. They were dealing with training camp injuries, didn't get much time, so they're going to be a little rusty in the middle of the field, which is concerning, but they're much better run defenders than we've had in the past. Uh, so that should be helpful. The defensive line up front, I think, will be good. Um, I have a question mark in D Ford, whether or not he's going to be able to be an asset or a liability on this team, especially against the run. I think he's going to be a, a, a liability. And then you have the back end of the defense, which is what really scares me. <laughs> well, you can't just leave that cliffhanger there, uh, man. Why is the back end, the secondary, the corners, why is that the scariest part in your mind? Watching the preseason, it looked like the problem is Eric Berry didn't play at all. Uh, he didn't take a preseason snap. Mm. Um, they went out and they, they cut Ron Parker in the offseason. They went out and re-signed him, and I just saw the depth chart, and they have a little listed as a starting free safety. No practices, no nothing. He's a starting free safety. So that tells you what their safety play has been like uh, in Eric Berry's absence, and that to me is, is very concerning. Uh, when it comes to corners, I really do like what they have in Nelson and Fuller. I'm not sure about Skandrick. Uh, that's going to be something that we're just going to have to watch. But Kendall Fuller's a name to watch. I think he's going to be a fantastic corner for Kansas City this year and hopefully for years to come. Okay, so that pretty much wraps up uh, you know, just the overall uh, overlook of both teams. Now let's go ahead and focus a little bit more on this Sunday's matchup. Uh, division game. First one right off the bat. This is a big game. I always was a big believer that division games count as two. And yep. I don't think that's, uh, you know, any less evident here. So just going into this game, week one, what are you worried about? What are you scared that the Chargers are going to do or what they are capable of doing on Sunday? Well, I'm really – I'd be more concerned about their passing offense than anything else. Uh, I do think that they're going to be able to take advantage of the secondary. It's unknown rather, right now whether or not Eric Berry is going to play. Supposedly he's day-to-day, so it's possible that he will. Um, but, you know, you haven't had – What What is he suffering from? Uh, he's got a sore heel. And they're supposed to talk about it on Wednesday – uh, what exactly is going on with him and when he could return. Uh, but obviously this is Wednesday morning's podcast. We haven't, that should happen this afternoon. So uh, not exactly sure what they're going to end up doing with him and if he's going to play this week. Um, and they lost their other, they lost another safety to injury that they put on injured reserve and Daniel Sorensen. So 
a lot of question marks at the back end of the defense. So I do question whether or not Phillip Rivers is going to have a career type day on Sunday. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, so for me, obviously I'm super worried about the run defense. I mentioned it earlier. You guys, you said you have a trio of running backs, one in Kareem Hunt who just torched us last year. It was awful. Uh, I'm not so much worried about the pass defense as much as the run defense, just because I need the Chargers defense to keep the Chiefs to be more one-dimensional. Because if they're firing on both cylinders, getting the ball to Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and being able to rip off big games in the run game, that would spell disaster for this game on Sunday. Well, the biggest thing is, is if they get to a point where they make you put seven or eight in the box trying to stop the run because they're getting six or seven yards of carry, you're going to struggle in that game on Sunday. And I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, you know, you, if you have seven or eight in the box, you're not going to be able to defend the pass, especially with the weapons that Kansas City has in the passing game. You know, Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill by themselves were bad enough, but you add in Sammy Watkins and, you know, Damian Williams or Kareem Hunt out of the backfield, that's going to be really trouble for your secondary. I think if they have to stack the box to stop the run anyway. That's obviously why it's my biggest concern. Uh, I don't know if they've done enough to address the, <laughs> the run defense. We're gonna, The Chargers are going to be without Corey Legit for the first four games. He's actually looked really good in preseason, go figure, because he's normally just a warm body. Uh, but I'm not happy with the, the, the depth on the defensive line. was really hoping that the Chargers would go out and sign a guy like a Jonathan Hankins, which they did say they had a visit with. Um, but nothing is imminent at this point. Uh, I just – that's what I'm going to keep my eye on mostly. Yeah, and you guys did actually bring in one of our uh, defenders. Do you have any info on T.Y. McGill? Did you watch him at all? I did. I thought he looked pretty good. Uh, I do think that there is talent there. I just think that uh, it's not something that Kansas City could afford to keep on the roster. Uh, I mean, he looked good against second and third teamers. Uh, he was getting pushed in several different uh, situations, and he was in the backfield. Um wreaking havoc at different times. The thing I hate about this type of pickup for you guys is that it basically gives you an inside guy for uh, week one, which I really hate, but it is what it is in the NFL. So you live with it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that, that, I mean, that's a, that's a different side of the business that unfortunately does occur. I mean, you see it from time to time. I think it's a little shady uh, to be frank. I mean, agreeing with you, but Again, like you said, that's the NFL, and, you know, that's the kind of things that you kind of have to expect. Yep. Uh, so just, you know, I guess to wrap this thing up, um, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, who's going to win from your perspective? Do you like to do predictions? What are your thoughts on that? I'll do a prediction. I think Kansas City wins, uh, and there's multiple different reasons why. Uh, and, and probably the first couple reasons are, Chargers have notoriously been as slow starters, uh, and two, Kansas City's had the Chargers number for the past three or four years. Um, so those are the two biggest things. And I, I think number three, if I was to really be honest, would be the fact that Kansas City has been very vanilla on offense and on defense during the preseason, as they usually are. And this is going to be a completely different offense, I think, in with Patrick Mahomes this year. I think it's going to be different than what's re, than what Reed has run in the past, and teams aren't going to know what to expect right at the start of the season. 
So I, I think you know that that could work in your benefit, or it could work against you as well. Just because you know, for us, you know, we're, we're thinking Patrick Mahomes is probably going to struggle initially. You know, the first couple of games, while well, he gets his feet under him, and he has guys like Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa getting in his face and making him uncomfortable. Uh, I think you know it's going to cause some havoc for him. I I do like his potential. I think he has a big arm, and I, I think he's going to be a good pro. But I, I think this is a really tough task for him to go up against a Chargers pass rush that is universally known at this point to be one of the better ones yep. in the game. So, you know, shocker here. I, I disagree. I, I think the Chargers are probably going to win this game. It's at home. Uh, I think the way they finished last year, you know, some I know, you know, it's, it's a new season, but I think that confidence is going to bleed over uh, into this game. And I think the Chargers passing offense is just going to be a little too much for the Chiefs to be able to keep up with. So, uh, I'm I'm thinking the Chargers going to win this one, uh, and I'll I'll say this: if they don't win this one, their whole season is going to be completely. Well, and I will I will say this: I understand where you're coming from on the pass rush, but if there's one trait that I've seen from Patrick Mahomes that he has mastered way better than I ever saw Alex Smith master, and it is keeping his eyes down the field. Uh, yes, he's going to be under pressure, and yes, he's going to be trying to get the ball out and not make mistakes, but Alex Smith tended to bring the ball down and, or bring his eyes down and look to run. Pat has been keeping his eyes down the field and that's how you get the play like that 70 yard pass to Tyree kill. So I think it's going to be a good game. I, I hope it turns out the way I'm, I said, but we shall see. Well, thank you very much, David, for coming on. Really appreciate it. And uh, we will catch you all tomorrow. Subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Chiefs. Check out my work at RGR Football on YouTube, Chris's work on LockedOnChiefs.com, and all of Seth's film analysis at TheAthletic.com. Thanks for listening.